The first scheme he came up with was to get his hands on some fireworks and create a commotion with them. Soon a plan formed in his mind. Oakmeyer had a shop that had sold fireworks before the war, and Andrew thought that the owner probably still had some fireworks left. The question then was, what could he trade for fireworks? His father, who was an excellent gardener, had some tomatoes in the garden that the Germans had not yet taken. Andrew decided to take a basket of tomatoes into Olkmeyer and see whether he could trade them for fireworks. Before the war, Andrew would have borrowed his father's bicycle to make the five-mile trip to Olkmeyer. By now, however, the Germans had confiscated all the bikes in the village, so Andrew had to walk the distance. He did not mind, though, since being out in the open helped him clear his mind. When he finally arrived in Olkmeyer, Andrew was shocked at how different the place had become. Signs were posted in shop windows and doors that read, No Jews Allowed, and an anti-Jewish sign had been put up in the public park. An eerie feeling crept over Andrew, who was stunned at the way the Nazis had forced the normally tolerant Dutch people to accept their discrimination. It made him all the more determined to do what he could to help get the Germans and their hate-filled agenda out of Holland. Andrew located the store that had formerly sold fireworks and stepped inside. Do you still have any fireworks? he asked politely. The man behind the counter nodded and quickly disappeared into the rear of the store. He re-emerged a few moments later. This is all I have left, he said, placing a small box of run-of-the-mill fireworks on the counter. Andrew looked at them. They were not exactly what he had wanted. There were no cherry bombs or other crackers that would make a big bang. But since they were all the man had, they would have to do. I have no money, Andrew declared, but I have these tomatoes. He lifted the basket he was carrying onto the counter. The storekeeper picked up one of the tomatoes and squeezed it. All right, he finally said. You have a deal. With that, the storekeeper removed the tomatoes from the basket and replaced them with the fireworks. Andrew politely thanked the man and turned to leave the store. Here, he heard the storekeeper say, and he turned back to look at him. In his hand, the storekeeper held a cherry bomb. It's the only one I have. Please take it. Thank you. Thank you very much, Andrew said as he reached out and took the cherry bomb, a broad smile spreading across his face as he did so. Now, run along home, the storekeeper said. You don't want to be out after curfew. Andrew hurried out of the store and set out for St. Pancras. Along the way, he picked some flowers and laid them over the fireworks in the basket to disguise them. At home, Andrew hid the fireworks in the loft where he slept and waited for darkness to fall and his family to fall asleep. Soon, the sound of snoring and rhythmic breathing told him the family was asleep. Andrew took the cherry bomb and slipped down the ladder from the loft, tiptoed across the floor, and disappeared out the front door of the house. He had to be careful. It was well after curfew. If the Germans caught him, he would be in real trouble. Though he wasn't too concerned, he could run faster than anyone else in the village, including the Germans.
When Andrew was about to head over the small bridge that led to the dike road, he heard voices. German voices. A patrol was moving his way. Quickly, Andrew slipped into the shadow of the house and pressed himself against the wall. One of the German soldiers shined his flashlight at the house, but the light did not illuminate the shadowy corner of the wall Andrew was standing against. Finally, the patrol moved on down the road, and when they were gone, Andrew scurried across the bridge and ran as fast as he could in the direction of the mayor's house. When he reached the mayor's house, Andrew positioned himself in the shadows and pulled out the cherry bomb. To increase the adventure of the moment, Andrew decided to wait until the patrol returned from the other end of the village. He did not have to wait long before he heard the crackle of the soldiers' boots on the road. He waited as the...